Howdy, everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti Wave. Yes, it is. And where are we? Oh, well, you think let me do my podcast all about. Uh, a podcast all about the movies that give you an otherworldly experience. That's good, Robert. And the reason you're saying that is because this week, the movie we're discussing is... Seconds. Seconds. And we're having an... Uh, an wait, well, an wait. Other, right after it, that, I guess though, it was an otherworldly. It's out of body. Right? Oh, out of body. Change it. Should we start all over? Let's start over. Oh, you want to start all over? Howdy, everybody. Wait, I'm Robert. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but wait, Robert. What are we... <laughs> we're driving... Okay. Yes, go ahead. Uh, what, we're driving. Yes, but... We're I, in the car. No, first say the movie. Oh, seconds. I said it. Uh, I thought we started all over. We Have we done this if before? You're starting all over, then you have to say seconds again, and I have to say, you do your... Uh, Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And that's really good, Robert, because the movie discussed this week is... Seconds. Yeah. Oh, God, this is fucked up. Um, and the top five we're doing this week Body is movies. Body... Well, I have the word change in. Don't forget. Uh, body started, change? Yeah. Okay. Bo- yeah, yeah that, that still works for me. Bo- oh, yeah. oh, good. Body yeah. change yeah. movies. Good. Why are we in a car? Oh, I was going to ask you the same thing. We're driving. We're on a road trip. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. What is going on? Well, uh, okay. Last week, we, we, we were interrupted a couple times mm-hmm. in the show. I say last week, but it was two weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were interrupted. We had a couple of um, we had a couple of intruders into our show, <laughs> guest stars, who were unwelcome. Oh. Well, they're welcome, but just not on the show. I understand. Uh, but this this week, rather than having uh, babies screaming in, in the background, we thought we'd give producer Joey a break and take the babies away and put them in the car and take them for a ride. So producer Joey is at home, yep. doing what she needs to do, yep. having a little bit of peace and quiet, well deserved. Yeah. And you and I are driving through the through the, the bowels of downtown Los Angeles with two daughters in the back seat. The downtown Los Angeles can only be referred to as bowels. <laughs> that's the only that's the only way it works. Yeah. 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 So this is cool. Yeah. All right. Good. Um have you ever seen this part of Los Angeles? Mm, uh, Jew boys don't hang out here. I think you know, there's there's a bunch of homeless people. Not only that, but I think there's some cocaine whores right at this corner. Uh, Jew boys do hang out at that corner. <laughs> yeah. One Jew boy Well, in watch. When I drive by, they're all going to go, Ira, Ira! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this week we, uh, we reviewed Seconds, and our top five was Body Change Movies. Yes. And last week, what was our yes. top five? Last week, our top five was kids' point-of-view movies. That was a really good one. Not kids' movies, but uh-huh. kids' point-of-view movies. Are you ready? What do people say? Uh, I love our listeners. You ready? Our esoteric listener, she gets a little bit edgy with us. She always does. And she said, I had to think about the top five movies. You, Ira, had my favorite, Life is Beautiful. That would have been my number one. Mm. Uh, the Others include Home Alone, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I think some of these we may have said. Yeah. Ivan's Childhood. Are you familiar with that? Robert? Yes, I'm not. Wasn't that a? It's a Russian film. Um, oh wait, I'm confusing it. Is that the animated film? Hmm. I have to look it up. Okay. Well, since you're driving, we won't look it up right now. No, I'll look so, it up right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Ivan's Childhood. <laughs> um, and also, I think big we mentioned in the boy in striped pajamas, which is also. World War II yeah. Nazi is. So she mentioned that. One of our other favorite listeners said, Alice in Wonderland. Mm. And you know, that's pretty good. Radio Flyer, which I think you mentioned. I did, I think yeah. you mentioned that. Uh, I've never heard of 
bridge to Terabithia. Terabithia, yeah. Some people chimed in on that. What a great movie that is. Yeah, I'm I think it's, it's a big uh, young adult book. Yeah. And they take a bridge to this place called... Terabithia. Terabithia. Yeah. <laughs> From a child's point of view. I can't remember what it's about. Okay. I forgot. Uh, she also said Sandlot. Okay. And then one of our favorite longtime listeners said... Uh, Ira, you and Robert are going to trade issues on a couple of these, and I'll, let me explain why they are my ch- five child POV movies. Okay. Uh, Matilda, no controversy. I uh, hear she's seeing the world from a very unique child's perspective. Okay. Coraline, she said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good uh, looking for an escape. Now, his first controversial one, Robert. Okay. Hook. Peter is obviously an adult, but in order to overcome evil and achieve his goals, he has to stop looking at things from an adult's point of view and seeing it from a child's perspective. So here's the problem. Hook is a shitty movie and doesn't belong on any <laughs> top five list. That's the real problem. Yeah, but it had Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. So that makes it mm-hmm. worth it does for me. It does for me. All right. Yeah, all right. That's right. Yeah. Now, here's this other highly controversial one. And see, I saw these responses a few days ago before you did, and I had time to mull it over. You ready? Okay. His number two, Leon the Professional. Oh, yeah. And I think. Really? I thought you were going to take issue to it. No. Uh, a significant portion of the narrative is from her point yeah, of view. I think so. Pan's Labyrinth, this is number one. I mean, I, I think I might add a caveat. It's really about both of them. Yes. Right? It's like their point of view. It's their love story. Like how, yeah, it is. And then how they view the outside world. Yeah. But yeah. we spend a lot of time from her perspective. Yes. Yeah. That's his number two. His number one is Pan's Labyrinth. Then he said, I also couldn't remember if someone said Jojo Rabbit. I never saw that. We talked about it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, scoops. Uh, Madeline, named after uh, your daughter. Uh, named after my daughter. Yeah. He, he said, I'm surprised that escaped Robert. Robert left that one out? Question mark. Why would I think of Madeline? Well, because, buddy, I think you have one of your daughters, one of one of many, it has that same name. Yes? Don't you one have, of many? My wh- daughter's name is one of many? <laughs> I think among all the four daughters, I think one of them is indeed named Madeline. I think so. Okay. I'll have to In, check. Indian in the Cupboard. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? That's really that good. That was yes. missing. Yes, that yes, yes. Who said that? This is Matthew. Oh. Matthew. Matthew comes That's through good. for us. Nice he does. One, Matt. That's really nice good, Matt. He wrote Crossroads, the good one with Malf, Malf Macchio. No. Cross, well, the Crossroads with. Uh, uh, what's her nose and what's his name? Yeah, that's the one that we want. Right. Well, he knows. Okay. The one, he knows you know, the other crossroads. Who's the one that he's talking about? The the bad one. Who was in that one? That's the one with uh, the American Idol singers that escape my name. Oh, that's all right. I'm not familiar with either one. Yeah. And you know what he said for his last one here? Emily. Emily. Yeah. And you know what? He's right. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's right. Yeah. And then he wrote down. He, then he, a few hours later, he writes me and says, "Holy crap! How could I possibly have forgotten Red Dawn, Caps, and most importantly, The Outsiders?" Yeah. All good. All good. All good. Nice. One of our other listeners. This guy is quite a fan of our podcast. He doesn't write to us too often, and um, he, he's in Thirty Love. He he recognized the uh, Heimlin uh, uh, yell. The scream. Oh, the Wilhelm? Wilhelm. Wilhelm, yeah. not Heimlich. The Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. A Heimlich maneuver. Wilhelm scream. And he put down Stairway to the Moon. Now, he, Stowaway to the Moon. He mentioned this once before a few weeks ago with Lloyd Bridges based on the wonderful novel of the same name by Rod Shelton. He wrote, When I Was Ten, There Wasn't a Better Movie in the Universe. Wow. And then one of our other new listeners, she jumped on board last night. You know what she wrote? Pippi Longstocking. Oh, that's, that's a good one, too. That's really good. We thank our listeners. 
Okay, what's next? And Well, what's next? You do a little bit of a one sentence, and I say, Robert, talk us through it. Ira, In, do you want to talk about seconds? Yeah, it's a little bit cold, mechanical, distant, and removed, but it I'll is. take it. Do you want to talk about, oh, are you talking about the movie or my performance there? <laughs> Ira, do you want to talk about seconds? Okay. Hey, and Robert, talk us through it. Nice. Seconds is a 1966 film by John Frankenheimer that Mm -hmm. centers on a, um, it's a psychological horror that uh, stars Rock Hudson. No. Yeah. I know. And it it focuses on a middle-aged New Yorker who is just, uh, you know, he's over his life, his middle-aged life, and he decides that he's going to rebirth and he's gonna get some surgery done and have himself uh, reconfigured, his whole face is redone, and, and get a new identity and basically become young again. But of course, as we can expect, not everything is perfect in this new life and there are mm. problems. Yeah, well said. Thank you. Well said. And so, Robert, what did you think? Well, one I, thing that I've been itching to discuss with yes. you. Yes? Does this movie remind you of any other movies? Are you going to say face off? No, go? no, no, no. Um, are you talking about content or style? Mm, content or style? Kind of both. Really? There is a spiritual cousin to this movie. Is it a movie that was made after Seconds? Yes, much later. Is it a movie I'm familiar with? Very. And we've talked about it. Yes. I've seen it, we've talked about it. Yes. And it has to do with aging? Mm, no. But it has to do with surgery? No. Now, wait a second. If you're saying both content and style, but it has nothing to do with aging nor surgery, mm-hmm. it has to do with, 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 with indulgence and realizing what's important I'll in life. I'll give you a hint. It stars Michael Douglas. I'm not getting it. The game. Yeah. You know, there's this mysterious yeah. company that yeah. Ha- everyone yeah. is, he doesn't funny, know who. I did flash on the game while I was watching it. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It, it, there's like a mysterious company that, that yeah. Everyone is kind of included. He doesn't know who is yeah. part of this company. Yeah. And I don't even know if you noticed this, but they kept talking about, uh, what was it? They kept saying CPS, like Corpse Provital Service or something yes. like that. Yes, yes. But in the game, the name of the company was CRS. Wow. There were a lot of wow. references between these two movies. I bet Fincher saw this movie. And that's what I feel like is... The, or whoever wrote the game, maybe it wasn't Venture, but there was definitely. It was three some... letters, wasn't it? Yeah. The name of the corporation that did all this stuff in both movies had three letters. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I don't know. I, I, I found some similarities between the film, and it was shot very similar. The opening was amazing. I mean, we should mention just the opening credits were pretty cool. Saul Bass came in. And Saul did Bass did do it. Opening credits that were really cool. But then there was a, an opening sequence that was shot in the train station that was very, very visually interesting yes. to me. Um, and you, let's not forget, just a few years earlier, Frankenheimer did the train. What was that? That was, what, 59 or something? No, no, it was 62. Oh, was that 62? I think the train was 62, so this is just a few years earlier. Wow. He directed the train. But you're right. That sequence in the train station at the very beginning was um, visually impressive. I thought it was stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the Snorri Cam? Do you no, know what that is? No. Once I tell you, you're going to recognize it. And I think I might have mentioned this to you not too long ago, but the Snorri Cam is the camera that mounts two people, and it's like right in front of your face, and the actors wear the camera, and it's got a very unique look, especially when they start turning around corners, and 
Um, I'm sure you've seen it in music videos and and a, a lot of um, uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky films. That there's always like that camera that's right there. Pi. If you saw, you know, if you remember Pi, he always had the camera strapped to his face. Yes. Do you remember this? I do, and I'm going to interrupt you and jump on something, if I may. Yeah. At the beginning, when we see our hero before he has the surgery, yeah, he's kissing his wife, and it's awkward, and there's going to be no romance, and. He knows that. She was kind of hoping, but also realized it. And the camera shot between the two of them was fascinating to me. Yeah. I bet they used that. Well, I know they did it. Shot. I don't remember that shot particularly. I remember the moment, but I don't remember the shot. But mm -hmm. I, I did take note in the um, in the train station at the beginning, there was yeah. a lot of shots that were attached to people. Well, and I, that was snoring cam before snoring cam. And I've got to interrupt you one more time. Yeah. He also directed Grand Prix. Right. And James Garner wore a helmet with a camera right, attached to it right. for the POV shots behind the wheel while I was racing in Le Mans. Right. How about that? So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think um, visually it's stunning. For we me, we should mention James Wong Kao was the cinematographer. Oh, is that who? She, he, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was nominated for an Oscar for cinematography for, for this that film. Yes, I'm he not was. Surprised. Yes, he was. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, now was this back when? There were separate Oscars. Yes, for correct. Black That's and right. white and color. Last year they did that was Virginia Wolf. That was mm -hmm. the last time that they separated black and white and color. Uh oh, we for got a baby. Photography. Did you oh, hear the baby? Well, tell them to oh. shut the fuck up. We're recording here. Jeez, damn kids. Inconsiderate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, the cinematography is stunning. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, the story is really captivating. I will tell you I had a problem with this movie. What was the problem? The problem with the movie was about, I don't know, like the middle, uh, like a quarter of the movie in the middle. It sagged. It started, it kind of, it got very slow all of a sudden. Did you find that? Okay. In which, are you talking about the famous... Um, <laughs> The grapes and wine scene. Well, which that was just in, it, overindulgent. It, so, okay. It came almost like an art house movie, it felt like that right. to me. So, go, we, go should, we should mention what happens. Yeah, okay. So, uh, after our, what's our main character's name? I can't remember his it's name. Wilson? Oh, well, it, switch, it switches. Yeah, right? I know. So it was Anderson to Wilson or something? Because he has to get a new, whole new identity. So, once he gets his new identity, his new identity is Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. And Tony, and to, uh, Tony, Wilson. Tony Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, now, new. New and improved version. Tony Wilson is having a hard time uh, acclimating. Acclimating. Thank you. And he's met this new woman, and she takes him to this wine making ceremony where people are taking off their clothes and stomping on the grapes in the big barrel, like very I love, hippie like I love very Lucy late kind of 60s thing. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, and it's very like with people rubbing their naked bodies all over each other and um, hedonistic. And I think the implication is that they're I, having I an there. orgy. I was there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You were there. I was there. What do you mean? What, yeah, I got off on that. Did, I mean, you didn't feel that it was. It was excessive. Of course, I did. I mean, the, drunk, I was, the I, drunk sequence. Yeah, it was. It went on and on. It didn't. It, it had a point. Finally, we got that. Where again, his cover was almost blown. He was right. talking too much. But it was such a long sequence. Yeah. It didn't need to be so long. I, that's the part for me where it was like, okay, mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. it. Like, what what's happening here? Where are we going? And I'm not... I, I didn't understand why he was having such a hard time. Like, 
why are you hating this new life? I don't get that. Yeah. So that for me was lacking. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the beginning a whole lot, and I enjoyed the ending a whole lot. It was just that middle quarter. It wasn't quite a third, I don't think. I know what you mean. Yep. So yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my problem with it. What about you? Uh, agreed. It was excessive in those sequences. I like the movie a lot, and Me I'm too. really glad I saw it. I would watch this movie again. Yes. For some reason, I would like that. I would like to... And again, it was obviously it was a horror, thriller, sci-fi. It was all that. Yeah. And it was also like an art house movie. Yeah. It was. The way it was shot was was so unique. It, it didn't do well when it came out and became a cult movie. I've never seen Rock Hudson quite like that. Yeah. That ending where he's on the gurney yeah. and they're taking him in with the screaming, it's... it's a lot. It's quite intense. Yeah, that and really got I, to me. I, that got to me. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's... You, we've talked before on this show about is a movie ever too pretty? Oh, and this, this movie wasn't too pretty, but it sure did call attention, call attention to, to, the, to itself. Yeah. The cinematography was too stylized. That's where you're going. I, I, don't, I don't want to say too stylized. It just was very stylized. Mm-hmm. It was... It was very, very noticeable. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Boy, Frankenheimer, he's really got a, a, a broad range of different tones. Extremely. In his movies. I mean, I mentioned The Train earlier in Grand Prix. And his movies are profoundly... Um, what, Birdman of Alcatraz, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, now, I think I told you before, um, one thing that I heard him say, his, his greatest movie is a movie I don't think you've seen. Did you ever see Ronan? Yes, I saw it. It had the best car chase. Oh, yeah. It was even better than Bullet or French Connection. Oh, for sure. I know. It was amazing. Yes. Um, But in the director's commentary for that, he makes a a comment about American directors and how American films, true American films, don't use slow motion. He says that's a European tactic. That's what European directors do. But American filmmakers traditionally don't do that. Right. And I always liked that. I thought that was very interesting. And... I was watching for, is there going to be any slow motion in this? And sure enough, there wasn't. How about that? Yeah. And some of the other things that they were doing, you know, if you really, if you really note in this film, I think part of what makes it feel so art house is that they were shooting on location. That's right. And so even when he shows up into his new house, uh, you know, uh, Tony Wilson's new house, yeah, yes. Malibu, they were going from room to room. That's right. In in a practical location and that really wasn't done too much at the time there was still a lot of sets that were built and you know you would go into a a very spacious set whereas here they were going into tight fitting rooms you know what I flashed on buddy when I was watching that it was the graduate um, at the beginning with the party in his honor that he just graduated from college and we follow the camera as he goes from the bedroom downstairs into the party then outside by the pool then back inside the party it just reminded me of that the actual house the graduate was what 68? Uh, 67, 68 yes so I would say that this might predate that I mean this was released in 66 so uh, this was a little ahead of its time I agreed and I think also one of the things they were doing too I'm not sure if you noticed but they were Replacing, they were doing uh, ADR. They were laying down audio afterwards. So 
the the whole opening sequence where he gets on this train and then he his wife picks him up from the train station as they're driving home um there's no wind noise but the but the windows are down and they're clearly driving and there's no car noise or anything the audio is perfectly clear which is a little jarring by yes. today's standards where you're going wait why why is that so why can i hear what they're saying so clearly and it's because they're recording that in a audio booth and i noticed later. that i was aware of it in the car right yeah yeah that it was dubbed in afterwards right the dialogue yep yeah by the way manchurian candidate also didn't he direct that too i think yes, he did. Yeah, look he at this these movies he did this was it was a trippy film wasn't it it was just trippy yeah. and very artsy and I was tempted to say, well, it's like an elongated Twilight Zone episode, but it, it's... I felt that same thing. Yeah. yeah. I felt like there was, yeah. this was a this was of the era of Twilight right. Zone episodes. Right, right. By the way, we should say the music, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, he did yeah, a good yeah, job. Yeah, great music. He, he did the train as well, didn't he? I'm, I wonder. I felt like I remember him doing the music for the train. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and watch the train again. I really oh, I would it. love to do that with you. Oh, yeah. I didn't say with you. Oh, oh well, I'll sit in the car and wait. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, trippy film, different. Never saw Rock Hudson quite like that in a movie. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yes, he really was. Money shots. Definitely the end uh, sequence that you're talking about with Rock Hudson, yeah. like uh, biting on the sponge or cloth or whatever it is, and, yeah. and him. Oh, gurney, man. But I, I think the opening train sequence yes. had a. They're walking through Central Station or Penn Station or something like that. One of those. I guess it probably would have been Central Station in New York, right? Grand Central. Grand Central. Yeah. Um, but that really was quite beautifully done. There were interesting sequences. I didn't quite know how to take it when he gets that phone call and he first goes to that address and it's a laundry. Yeah. And that guy working the laundry press. Does it, it talk was, to him at first? And yeah, then I know. It's just odd. Else? And then when he finally does get to the right address, that other dude who's explaining what it is we do while he's eating chicken. It, it was just... Very odd. It was just peculiar. Yeah. But I liked it. I I liked it. It was just peculiar. But again, going back to the game, yes. when he shows up to uh, CRS, the guy who is intaking him, he has just gotten back from a Chinese restaurant with a bunch of Chinese Whoa! Food. Parallel there. I'm telling yeah, you, I yeah. think there's little That's nods really to seconds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I didn't. I mean, I, I, I'd love to know more about the game. Yeah. But I, I gotta assume that there's some references to that movie. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yes, I obviously have that as my money shot also. And um, and again, with the Rock Hudson screaming, and yes, yelling thing. That on the was gurney. really like yeah. so unnerving. Yeah. To watch that. And again, there's something about before the surgery when he's middle-aged, borderline elderly, and he's kissing his wife, but you know there's going to be no hanky-panky, no romance. It was, it said what, you show it, you don't say it. Right. And we could see him in this boring, remember that scene in the bank where he's like, he hates what he's doing. Yeah. You can't get our loan. But that kiss just said something to me. Um, I'm glad we saw it. Yeah. I want to say something before we get to the Andrew question. I don't know if I told you about this, but... You've had the surgery. I had You're 88 surgery. years old. I am 88 years old. You knew. I do. All this time. Uh, I do. No, I created a an Instagram account a while back. I didn't tell you about this. 
but I created an Instagram account called what are you doing here? And I've been over time taking pictures of movies where someone says, what are you doing here? And just if I watch something, I'll just take a picture and throw it up on that account. And I don't think there's any followers. I think it's just kind of like in the void. But I did create this account. And unfortunately, Seconds is now in the what are you doing here club. Is that said? Yes. That went over me. Yeah. Because, you know, I've done a good job. I know. I've sent you more than one, a few yep. pictures yeah. of scenes off the TV where the character says, what, and we've always made fun of that line. Uh, I didn't know you've been doing that. I have. So I've been helping you with that. Yeah. I've been contributing to that. So help me out. Where is that? I'll where tell in the you. film is that said? But I think it's important to explain to people who are listening why I would do that. Because if you haven't been listening to this show, <gasps> I, first of all, this is probably the worst uh, audio for any show we've done in a long time. But... Um, yeah, so you're, but our content is so rich always, and provocative always, and textured, it yes. makes up for mediocre audio. Um, so I have this theory that that line is the hallmark of a lazy writer. It is someone who has not written well. That's a bad dialogue line. What are you doing here? And it comes up quite a bit. Now that I've called your attention to it, when you're watching movies, you'll see it, it went pop up. It, I missed it last night. Yeah. When I so... Where it comes up is when he, at the end of the movie, goes back to the, the company and is sitting in the room, and his friend comes up, up to him, the one that yeah. got him roped yeah. in in the first yeah. place, yeah. who would have been played by Sean Penn if you were watching the game. Yes. Right? So his friend ropes him in, and his friend comes over to him and says, hey, it's me. And he says, what are you doing here? I wish I caught that and I took know. a picture of it or something. And, and it was so... It's... That, I have to say, is a... It's totally guilty crime because... He, of course, he's there. What are you talking about? These, the whole room is filled with people who've had this switch, and he knows his friend has had this switch. Yeah. So what do you mean? What are you doing here? Of course, he's there. Makes no sense. Well, also, forgetting that specific in context of what's going on in the movie, it's an odd line to say, and it's not terribly realistic. Right. If I walk into Denny's and you're there, eating at the counter. I don't think I'd say, "What are you doing here?" Right. It's not natural. It's right. not organic to right. the moment. By the way, that too was a weird couple of sequences where we see all those people at their desks. Yeah. Those, that was just weird. It was just weird. There, there was some trippy stuff. Even yes. The, the little dream sequence where he's like raping that woman yeah. or something. And yeah. Yeah. There was some it's, weird it's, stuff that was yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, is it anti-wave? Woo! You want to go first? You go first. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I mean, does... Does he get what he wants? Uh, you're reading my notes here, does he? Why? Well, well, I'm reading your notes because you say it every episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he does get what he wants. Or, well, no, not just, at the I'm end. sorry. I'm sorry. He does not get what he yeah. wants. I, I misspoke. Right. I think he does not get what he wants. Um, I think. Um, I I think the way it's shot yes. feels very anti-wave. Yes. Um, I don't know what. And the fact that it's in black and white. Yeah. Kind of. Because in that year. But the I bulk would, of the movies were color. Yeah, but I would push back and say there was still Oscars for mm-hmm. black and white mm-hmm. films. That's true. That's true. I know. I wonder what the decision was to make it in black and white yeah. as opposed to um, as opposed to color. Right. Right. But the richness of that black and white, it looks just so good. Yeah. I, there was just a, a sequence where he's uh, he like gets into a car or something, and, and I was looking at it going, even that shot just looks gorgeous. Yeah. 
Yeah, you see why I was nominated for an Oscar for cinematography. Yeah, you know. So on the scale, we're saying the same thing. The protagonist at the end does not get what he wants, um, and the way it was shot and everything else. It just had an anti-wave anti vibe, but yeah. the whole movie just had that. Yeah. Um, you're gonna go. Obviously, you're gonna go around what you're hovering at six or seven. Aren't yeah, you? that's something like because the six. director is uh, at that year. He was a proven director. Right. Yeah. Right. And we also had an A-lister celeb in the film, so uh, which suggests it was not particularly anti-wave. Uh, I mean, there was definitely a three-act structure. There was yeah. a lot of the things that we sometimes find in Hollywood movies we're seeing here. So I don't know if it could go much higher than a seven. Agreed. But it was good. And it's funny, I'll be watching this a second time. Ah. <laughs> Did you notice that no one ever said the word seconds in the movie? That's interesting. Well, titles often aren't articulated in a film. Um, I, I, then I would say, like, the what they call a rebirth? or Yeah, they so, call it rebirth. I yeah. mean, I, rebirthers would be a better title. That would be a better title. Why is it called seconds? You're given a second chance. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be called rebirth. Not rebirthers, just the word rebirth. Sure. Rebirth. Or reborn. Any, reborn. any of the above, rebirth. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't even mind seconds... If they call them seconds, yeah, it just seems yeah. a little like yeah. we're kind of placing our name on yeah. this group. Like, I always have a problem in zombie movies where they never say the word zombie. They'll call them, like, walkers or creepers or, you know, um, you know, uh, I don't know, brain dead or whatever. And then we call, we call them zombies? Like, why, are you, why aren't you calling them zombies? Do you feel that in most movies the title of the film is said in the film? That's an interesting. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, yes, I think I think that's true. Look, no one in the middle of it says like these are some crazy Star Wars we're having. Right, and no right. One, you don't have to do that. Yeah, they don't say. Uh, oh, time for some dirty dancing. But the term "seconds" feels like that's the name that of these be the name people. Of the yeah, who've had a second chance at right, life. Right, and so. Why aren't we referring yeah, to yeah. them like that in the movie? Yeah, yeah. And th that was this one was a little odd. I get what you're saying. Like we don't always have to say the name of, you know, a, in, in, in in Philadelphia. I, I mean, I guess they did say Philadelphia, <laughs> but not, that's not a very good title for a movie either. Philadelphia uh -huh. it has nothing to do. It should be like Tom Hanks has AIDS. <laughs> uh, what about Breakfast Club? Is that? Stated mm. in the film, I'm, I, do they call themselves mm. the Breakfast Club? Is that a great question? That's a great. One. It is. It really is. I don't know the answer, but I love I the think question. I want to say in an early draft they did call themselves right. the Breakfast Club, but it may not be in the final draft. Mm. Yeah, welcome. That's to the a really Club. great. That's a it great is. example, though, it of is. kind of yes. what I'm saying. Yes, I know. Why are we calling them the Breakfast Club, but they're not calling yeah. themselves yeah. the Breakfast yeah. Club? Yeah, I wrote. You, you got, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Hey. Who says you're slowing down in I, your old age? Well, I'm getting up there, buddy. I mean, who says I, that other than me? Well, I say it a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good. Uh, trippy film. Yeah. Just trippy. And I liked it. I did, too. Okay. Cool. Uh, what'd you see this week? Ah. Some are old, some are new. We now present the week in review. I'm going to go first. Go for it. Just a couple I want to mention. Okay. I, I, you ever see the movie called Snitch with Dwayne Johnson? It was 2014. Oh, I, I don't know if I saw 
that or if I saw the trailer for it, but I know which movie you're yeah. talking about. So I had it on the background when I was doing other things, and it was I can see why I got a 57% of Rotten Tomatoes. But the one I'm eager to mention is called Sex Tape. Now, it's not Sex, S-E-X, because there's a lot of movies called Sex Tape. Uh. One with, uh, with what's her name, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. This is not with Cameron. And it's also the title's SX Tape, without the E. And it's one of those found footage horror movies oh. in an abandoned hospital. And it's bad. Wait, uh, what, what does sex have to do with it? Oh, because there's a lot of fucking. Uh, she gets fucked by some of the ghouls. But I didn't, it was just a bad film. And the but, ghouls are recording this? No, somebody left his camera there running continuously like those other movies uh, paranormal and so we see the ghoul come in and rape her while she's tied down and stuff like I that uh, it's funny because it was a it was not a good movie and it actually wasn't frightening enough to be a good movie but I was I had the I had the feeling that at least she's really really hot and I read some reviews after I formulated that said well she's really really hot so that was also a way to justify this horrible film one more let me just wait hold on yeah. I, I want to ask yeah 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 what do you think is the most terrifying film? I mean, you just said this is not a terrifying movie. It's not, right. not good enough. What is good enough? What's a good, terrifying film? Terrifying. I, I used to... We talk about, like, the most disturbing film or the grossest film. That's not what you're asking, though. No. And for that, I would often respond with Freaks, the movie Freaks. Yeah. But for terrifying... Alien? Alien? Oh, that's a pretty but good one. That's pretty good. You know, I want to say to you, and you know I'm obsessed with this, especially the end. Yeah. That movie Life. Yeah. You know that had an effect on me, and I've yeah. talked about it. And whenever it's on TV, I have to watch the last 20 minutes again and again and understand what happened to those two pods? Why did one go in one direction? And we're actually seeing, spoiler alert, the end of civilization on right. Earth. That's pretty fucked up. You loved it. We were in the theater, and you started applauding, saying, I love this ending. It was a mind fuck. The movie was okay, but the, the movie was, was good. Yeah. And don't have my boy Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, it was a good movie. It was good. But that ending, what a, how dare they? How dare they make that decision to go that way? I love it. And I know, I know. And that was a terrifying ending. Yeah. Anything come into your mind on that? Well, I, I mean, I think... Depends on how how we think of as terrifying, you know. Like, The Exorcist is terrifying. I think your choice of Alien is terrifying, but you know, Common Sea is is terrifying in a different way, right? That that's terrifying because of the horrors of humanity and, yeah. and the way that war takes yeah. shape. Um, so I don't know. I, I just was curious what you thought of because you were saying it wasn't good enough to be terrifying. Right. It wasn't frightening enough. Yeah. It wasn't, but it had a hot actress. Anyway, All that's right. what I saw. What else? And you... No, oh, I had one more. Just yeah. one more that I haven't seen it, but I really can't wait because it's called... God, listen to me. Trapped by my sugar daddy. And I'm so excited. Why am I chained to this radiator? It's <laughs> my second favorite one. Yeah, Black Snake Moon. I can't wait to finish this podcast. Go home and watch Trapped by my by my uh, baby Sugar, Sugar Daddy. Daddy. Sugar Daddy. Wait, you haven't seen no, it? No, I haven't yet? watched it yet. Oh. But it's down there, and I know all of our listeners with bated breath 
or can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about that next week when I can give my opinion on this purely highbrow intellectual cinema verite trap by my sugar daddy. What did you say this week? Well, you know, for the past few weeks, I've not been watching very much. I just haven't had a, a chance to watch. I've just been slammed with work and babies and everything else. And a lot of the stuff that I have put on has just been in the background, but there's been one thing that I started out as a background show, but it has quickly turned into, I must watch this. And it's a show on Netflix. And I'm not sure if this is popping up in your algorithm or not, but it's definitely popping up in mine. And uh, it's called Physical 100. Never heard of it. So it's a kind of game show. It's, it's really like a, um, a real-life... Uh, Squid Games. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like Squid Games. And it's Korean, and most of the people on it are Korean, and they bring in a hundred people, and they have them compete in these different contests to see who has the best body, like who has the best um, physical ability. And they do some crazy stuff that is extremely difficult, and it's fascinating to watch. And a lot of the personalities are coming through. Even though they're speaking a different language, you can quickly kind of tell who are the showboats and who are the natural leaders and who has... There's, like, an older guy that everyone totally respects. He's an old, older MMA fighter. He's, like, in his 50s or something. And um, everyone else is in their 20s, so he's a little bit older than they are. And, and there's women. And there's a couple... There's a baseball player. There's an American guy that, that's in the show. And... He barely speaks any of the language. It's really funny when they have to do these challenges and they're trying to explain to him what to do and he's kind of like, oh, okay. But he's like a foot and a half taller than everybody else in the show. It's it's crazy to watch. And they're, they didn't dump all the episodes. They're doing like one episode a week. Yeah. So you kind of have to tune in each week to see. By the way, I episodes. like it when they do that. I'm no, not sure wait, if actually, I like it or not. We talked about that a year ago, Robert. Because otherwise you OD, you overdose on it. And we talked yeah. about that. There's something special about once a week looking forward to the next episode yeah. instead of watching 12 episodes at one evening. I, I, I kind of like that. I get that. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Although I think some some shows, shows you're just like, itself. I got to bench. Yeah. I just got to yeah. I gotta do this. Yeah. So um, that's been a lot of fun to watch that show. Uh, I also went back and started watching all of the James Bond movies. I love it. Uh, they, in order? In yeah, order? Yeah. And I'm doing release order, not chronology. You know, because there's a... There are fans out there who have said, here's the order that you should watch if you want to understand the um, the order of, like, how things would happen if you were to watch them chronologically. Well, wait a minute. You're suggesting that James Bond, there's internal growth... Well, yeah. I mean, it's supposedly like on on his Majesty, on Her Majesty's Secret Service right. is with Daniel Craig is the first film, right? Uh, Chron no, chronologically, no. if we're finding out like how he first got involved in the oh, whole thing. By the thing. way, George Lazenby. Just want to correct that. No, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yes. What's the one? Yes, but the, they okay. redid. What didn't they redo the? Oh, they the redid. Story? Um, uh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale yes. is what I'm trying to say. I I'm, know my Bond movies. You know. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, because they redid that. That was the right. well, Woody the Allen. Was that was the Woody Allen. Right, 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 right. Okay. So that I think was the first chronological movie was right. Uh, right. was Casino Royale. Right. And the, like, if you go through this, people put this together. Like, if you want to understand the story 
it's not, you don't just start with Dr. No. You start with Casino Royale and you jump around. I don't know all of them, but I just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to watch this. How, so how far into really that are you? How many of I've, you? I've watched all of the um, Sean, Sean Connery, Connery, but except for Never Say Never again, because that came out later, right? That came out in the 80s. You know, how is from Russia with Love? How did it hold up? Pretty good. Because I got to tell you, when I saw it in the theater, yeah. that train sequence yes. with the attache case, yeah. I, it holds up. Yes? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's all dated because it's all 1960s James Bond. A lot of the, right. the gadgets and stuff that he's I got know, are, I know. by today's standards, like, okay, you, you could get this at a flea market. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. I mean, the fight sequence was good, and and um, yeah, the train. Yeah. The whole that whole sequence was nice. Nice. So wait, I thought right. it was interesting because I always thought I don't think I'd ever seen from Russia to love with from Russia with love, mm-hmm. um, and I always thought they were in Russia, but they actually aren't. They're in yeah. Turkey most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That's really Thunderball cool. was a little... That. Thunderball was... That was after Goldfinger. Yeah. That one came out after Goldfinger. Goldfinger held up well. It did it? Yeah. I love that exchange. What's it? Are you trying to get me to talk? talk? No, Mr. Bond. Are you expecting I'm me to tra- talk? Yeah. I expect... No, Mr. Bond. I'm expecting you to die. Isn't that... That's it, Close right? Close enough, yeah. yeah. What, what, I quite have it? Yeah, that's fine. Close, uh, close. <laughs> I love that exchange. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, cool. Pussy that Galore that. as a pilot. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I watched a yeah. lot of those. Cool. Um, nice. But yeah, that's. You know, one thing I did notice in the, in the James Bond movie. What's that? No Jews. No Jews. You know what? They didn't want to juice Jews. Are you talking about orange juice? Or are you talking about people of the juice persuasion? Both. <laughs> what if there was a, a Jewish person drinking orange juice? I don't think they have any Jewish, Jewish people, people who, who drink Jewish. That's really a good observation at your end. And But, you know, somehow I want to just remind you that at this point in the podcast, it's time for In the Noosh. Oh, In the Noosh? I love In the Noosh. <laughs> All right. That went down, what's, what's going on in the Noosh? You know, a couple of things I want to mention. Yeah. This isn't really newsworthy, but I, I really... I can't stop thinking about Apollo today. Wait, you know, it would not be a what, show what? if you didn't drop papers all over the place. Don't forget, I steer. I'm the rudder. I, I'm steering. No, right you're now. steer. I'm, you better I'm hope by I'm the steering. engine. Someone's steering this this plane. <laughs> Apollo ten and a half. Just to, I love that film. Yeah. I was really swept away by it, and I want to say that I I was never in love with the subtitle after the colon Apollo ten and a half. A space age childhood, right? Which was an interesting choice of words. And then, of course, I realized. Well, now wait a minute. The director made a movie called Boyhood, and I made a link there. And I think that was a little bit yeah, con- yeah. That's interesting. A space age childhood, Boyhood. Both of those movies, Link Ladder had the same hood in both those. I yes. want to tell you. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with my mom, and I said, "Hey, there's this new movie on Netflix." When you come over and you watch the babies, you should watch it. It's called, you know, uh, Apollo Ten and a Half. And she was like, okay. She came over, she watched the babies, and she watched YouTube the entire time. And I was like, next time you come over, you should watch this movie. And she was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And she never did. And she kept coming over, you know, every once in a while. And I kept saying to her, you got to watch this. You would really, really like it. She said, I don't like those movies. I like documentaries. And I said... 
this is about as close as you're ever going to get to a narrative movie that is a documentary as well. Yeah. Like, this this yeah. is almost the same thing. It's like a love letter to 1960. Yes. And she was like, well, I, she's like, no, I, I'm fine. I just, I want to watch my documentary on Abraham Lincoln or, you know, whatever sword, you know, manufacturing from 1793 yeah. or something. Yeah. So I said, all right. Uh, you know, she came over and I, I, before I left, I turned it on and I just <laughs> I started it. playing it. And I was like, all right, I got to go to work, but here, and I played it and she was hooked, she was hooked. immediately. She was hooked. I knew it. She was and hooked. she called me afterwards. She goes, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yes. And I said, yeah, I told you, you would love it. And she was like, yeah, should have watched that earlier. And I was like, I, that's what I was saying. But she really, really enjoyed that movie. I'm not surprised. So many people haven't heard of it. Yeah. Isn't that something? Too bad. Yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame. One more observation about the name Apollo 10 and a half. Yeah. Because obviously it's just before Apollo 11 where yep. the fable is that he did it. Or just before Neil Armstrong. It is. He was also 10 and a half years old. And oh. I didn't make that connection. I read that I in a review. Yeah, is that interesting, Robert? Yeah, I didn't connect He was that. 10 and a half, so there's a double meaning there. Okay. Huh. Let's move on. Uh, in the news. You ready? Yeah. In the news? I was just going to say that. Bruce Willis. Bruce you know, Willis. You know, what's interesting about this is that people are having a strong reaction. Yeah. And I'm curious about why he has aphasia, and the aphasia has become dementia. Yeah. So aphasia is just having trouble connecting words, connecting words, but it is full-blown dementia now. And so many, it's, this is resonating with a lot of people. And it's interesting that there's that reaction for Bruce. Yeah. Um, I, I think people are sad. I mean, it's, it, he's a part of our childhood. Yes. Die hard. And, and you know, my, my generation just adores him. He's yeah. been in so many movies. Pulp Fiction. And, I mean, just think about all of the... Uh, Sin City. Like, he's been in everything. <sighs> Don't forget Sixth Sense. Right. He was so good in that movie. Anyway. And what's on. funny is that I think... You can kind of see it over the past few really? years. Yeah, you if you watch some of his, I mean, not. I'm not talking about the movies where he just churned out. Once it was like, look, he's going to retire. We need to make money fast. Let's right. do these last, the last five years. It's very obvious. But I think if, even if you go back and look at you know, the the last um, Die Hard movie, there's a little bit of a kind of a clueless expression on his face quite a bit. Like he's still doing it, but he wasn't doing it the same way that he was for the first couple movies. Bruce Willis and also Tom Sizemore. Well, hold on before you get yeah, to yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sizemore. How long do you think Bruce Willis has? On this yeah, line? what did you send me a text saying it's like three or four more years? I, I'd say four years tops. They'll, they'll try to keep him alive as long as they what can. What a way to live. Yeah. What a way to live. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Keep it down back there. All right. Uh, and speaking of which, along the same line, Tom Sizemore. Look Tom at the Sizemore. Yeah, yeah, he had an aneurysm, Yes, right? in his brain, an aneurysm. What? And, what uh, else do you have an aneurysm? There's not much. Can, you can have it in other parts of your body? Can you have an aneurysm? I think it's, it's in your brain. It's a weakening of the blood vessel. My mom had a brain aneurysm and died from it. But I wonder, can you have aneurysm in your other parts of your body? I don't know. Maybe. I don't well, know if it's called an aneurysm. We associate it with brain, don't yeah, we? It's yeah, associated yeah. with brain. Yeah. Yeah, so there you have it, Tom Sizemore. Hey, I came across something. Oh? That, yes. I'm not familiar with this. Francis Ford, is it Coppola or Coppola? I say it both ways. Coppola. Coppola. 
he's got this passion project. Do you know about this movie called Megalopolis? Megalopolis? Yes. I think I've heard of it. Have you? Listen yeah. to this. Is a, it features an ensemble cast including Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, John Voight is in it, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. It goes on and on and on with name. Dustin Hoffman is in it and so on. He was pitching this idea back when he was doing The Outsiders and mm. generating money. He sold his grape empire so he could get the money to make this film. Uh, he began holding table reads with actors including, listen to this, Russell Crowe, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Nicolas Cage, Paul Newman, Kevin Spacey, wow, uh, James Gandolfini, Eddie Falco, Oma Thurman, and it's finally been resurrected again after like decades. The previous month, uh, Francis has spent $120 million of his own money and sold a significant piece of his wine empire to produce this film. He's obsessed with it. It's gone on for decades. And all I can tell you is that it's an uh, upcoming American epic science fiction drama, which he wrote, directed, and produced. Isn't that Is something? it going to happen? Yes, it is. It is. It was supposed to happen back in the 80s, and then it came back in the early 20s, and now, Did once again... Did they shoot anything in the 80s? It's in production, pre-production. No, they shoot anything I in the 80s? I don't know if they... I don't know. They did table reads. Oh. Lots of table reads. That's crazy, and I know nothing about that. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd heard of it, but I, I certainly don't know that much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, wanted to mention that to you. Hey, moving on. Are you ready? Yeah. I got a lot of... Oh, look yeah, at look this. Look at you, yeah, Mr. New yeah, Show yeah, yeah. here. Remember the old days? I was like, I got nothing. Uh, you know, let, me, I, let me pull over here. Let me try yeah. to take care of this baby, and we'll hear some Can more Can you, like, just put her at the bus bench? Put her at the bus bench. I'll just leave her at the leave bus bench. Leave her at the bus here. bench, and yeah. maybe somebody will come over. Yeah, we'll come back. Give we'll, her, we'll pick her up we'll, on the way home. Let her suck on something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me All right. Let me take care of her right. baby. We'll come yeah. back with yeah. more, Thanks, in, kids. You're more in the noosh. Okay. What else is yeah, going yeah, on in the news? I just want to back up on one thing. Back to Megalopolis for one second. Yeah. He said in a 2007 interview on Ain't It Cool News that he, the only reason he agreed to direct uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and a movie called Jack and the Rainmaker. Oh, was Jack done, was with uh, with Robin Williams. Oh, that's it was, wasn't yeah. it? 1996. And then the Rainmaker in 1997, he only directed those movies so he could fund Megalopolis. Mm. Is that crazy? Anyway. That's not crazy. Well, no. I mean, Rainmaker was really passion. good. Was it? Yeah. I never saw it. Oh, you didn't see that? No. With uh, Danny DeVito and um, and uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from The Martian. Uh, come on. Why do we always oh. do this? We can never think of anybody's name. Uh, well, what do we mean, do so we... many name checks in this. Sh I know. In this You're show. talking about um, Born Identity guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Good thing I'm here. I got your back. Yeah. Good thing yeah. you're here. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Okay, and, and something else for you, Robert. You ready? Yeah. Yesterday, I went to the Academy Museum. In oh. Miracle Mile, the old May Company building in Los Angeles been converted to the um, Academy Museum. Yeah. And it was interesting, all the displays and so on, but you know, I, I can see why I got mixed reviews. People did not gush over it. Oh, really? And there was a feeling that it's quite sterile, antiseptic, mm. cold, not warm, not inviting, no magic or celebration of movies. And the other reason that this is my own agenda coming into play, and I think you're going to agree, it was so woke. Oh, no. 
first black woman to uh, okay. first African American to win top da, da, da. the first time the and it was all minority stuff and all the exhibits in the different rooms and I we watched a documentary on Singleton it just went on and on it was so much and it was um, racist John, John it was, Singleton it was racist hmm? John, John Singleton yeah. yeah so we watched a documentary on John Singleton not that these weren't important significant people of course they were but it was so much of that and a criticism has been that the Jewish people who came out here and founded the entertainment industry because they weren't welcome in other areas of, of business aren't really included in this museum. So wait a minute, wait a minute. The, mm -hmm. the critique has been the Jews run the entertainment industry and now the Jews are upset that they're not being represented for having controlled the, the media? Wait, you saying which is it? Yeah, which is it? Well, it could be both. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be both. All the right. two can exist. Well, just but sure. it, has, it has received that criticism. All right. So, but there's a lot of woke, woke, woke stuff. First black person to win best supporting first black. Okay, yeah. Hey, one last thing. You ready? Yeah. yeah. This is, I have mixed feelings about this. AMC theater ticket the tickets you yeah. know what's going on yeah so Robert here's what's happening uh, they have three tiers three tiers for three different pricing based on where you're going to sit uh, the highest ranking tier is in the middle of the auditorium and then the second one is on the sides and the third tier and obviously the price of the ticket varies depending which tier is the first two rows that's the third tier and at first there's something for me a little bit it didn't sit well with me, a little bit smarmy or uncomfortable. But then I'm thinking, well, the way in concerts, they do the same thing in yeah. sporting events, right? Yeah. Not that I know of sports, but from what I understand, if you go to a hockey game, well, I would you're think, Jewish, you've I'm sold Jewish. seats. <laughs> we, own the, we own the teams. Yeah. But, but how, what's your take on AMC? It's, by the way, it's called line of sight ticketing, which is a clever word phrase line of sight having three tiers i guess well here's the thing how do you feel are they increasing the price mm, of the current seats or are they discounting the other seats that's a great question i don't know because i think probably i mean i think if if you're discounting the seats that's the way to sell it right like hey we have cheaper seats Absolutely. over here yeah uh, but i hope that's what they're doing i, I don't know i think they've got it they've got to reinvent They've got to do something to get people to come to the theater. This is the 1960s all over again. 1960s had a, a big problem with trying to get people to come to the theater because of television. Everyone was watching television at home. Mm -hmm. And that's when you had new inventions like Smell-O-Vision right, and, right. and, you know, 3D and all of this. And they Tingler. Were, right. Yeah. And then you have new... Um, new types of cinema like uh, Easy Rider and things like that where uh, you've got people who are making very avant-garde films and, and the only way you can see them is going to the theater. Right. So I think theater theaters have to reinvent themselves or they will they will suffer the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case the consequences could be you know losing your mega empire of uh, of theaters. But I want to get back to your opening point and I so hope you're right in hoping to be true that the uh, the the discounted seats the prices either on the side or in the first two rows that actually i think is healthy yeah and it's i, I guess like where is the side right half the time people don't sit in their spots anyway right like, <laughs> that's very true that's very true i don't know what's somebody gonna pay yeah but again, but they do that for sporting events and concerts. You know, uh, there's price variation. There's going to be, you you mark my words, there's going to be a problem with a lot of people who 
buy a cheap ticket and sit in the good yes. the good spot and, and then, then someone show shows up, up and say you got yeah. my ticket no i'm not gonna move yeah. wow wow that's gonna happen yeah there can be agitation and yeah for yep. sure yep 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 all right hang on one second okay all right good uh robert this yep. is where you give me one little sentence in the quarters quarter oh uh, well, who died this week aha uh-huh. gotta tell you, 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 that was, you told me that was in yeah. your news we're done with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So who, who died? Although we can say the people who died is in the news. Yeah. They do overlap, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Got a county, unfortunately. Most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. Lost the following people last 14 days in the entertainment industry. Hank Beebe, 96-year-old American composer. You know what he wrote? What? He did bathtubs over Broadway. And we oh, saw that years yeah. ago. And that was about the trade shows. And he died? Yeah. Well, yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he was 96 years old. And so back then, he was doing music. And then it was, he was in the documentary. Oh, he was featured was in the documentary. documentary in bathtubs of. I see. Was, okay, now I'm right, trying. Yeah. Hugh Hudson. He directed. Rock one of your Hudson? Fa- no, no, not Rock. Well, rock also, of course. Uh, but Hugh directed one of your favorite movies ever, Chariots of Fire. We know uh, how you feel about that brother. movie. English film director. Besides Chariots, Greystoke, Legend of Tarzan, Love of the Apes. He directed My Life So Far, and uh, he passed away at 86 years old. We lost Tom Luddy, 79-year-old American uh, film producer, Barfly, The Secret Garden. Oh, yeah. And he also co-founded Telluride, a film festival. Wow. So he died at 79. Stella Stevens. Are you familiar with her? Um, 84-year-old American actress. I associate her with Jerry Lewis movies. She was the hot blonde in the Jerry Lewis movies. She was in a movie called Girls, Girls, Girls starting out. The Nutty Professor, The Preside Adventure, and she was in The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Not the TV show, but the feature film. The Silencer, Where Angels Go, uh, A Trouble Follows. The Ballad of Cable Hogue. I love that film. Okay. And uh, so she died at 84. I enjoyed her a lot. Richard Beltzer, and he's, of course, known for TV. Right. He had a real popular show and also for stand-up, but he was in quite a few films. Small roles in The Groove Tube, which I loved. Yeah. The movie Fame, Cafe Flesh. He was in Fame? Yeah. I don't remember that, but Wikipedia said so. Wow. How could he have been in... Maybe he was like a teacher. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Cafe Flesh, Night Shift, and the movie Scarface? How was he in Scar... Uh, Wait, well, there he was a nightclub a, scene. He, he always wore those glasses, yeah, right? Yeah, he always wore some, but I read up on him, and it wasn't as an affectation, but his li- his eyes were sensitive to light. Right, and I think there was a character who wore those glasses in uh, in Scarface, if yeah. I remember. Yeah. He was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I, don't, bad, I don't think I recognized him as Richard Belzer, though. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's dead. Corners, Corners, Spotlight Award. You know what? We're what? not going to give it to Gene Hackman. He died, by the way. But we're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. He got old. He started writing books. You know, let him write books. Yeah, he capped on us. Oh, no more movie star. No, you're an author. Yeah, well, you're dead now. But I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm doing something that I do rarely. Okay. But it is a split. I've got to do this. Mm. And I know sometimes you go, well, Ira, come on. you got to pick one. I can't. Bert and you ba- couldn't do a split with Gene Hackman. <laughs> Burt Backrack. Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach, 94-year-old American Hall of Fame composer. Raindrops keep falling my head, although I remember in the film it was used, of course, you felt it was a little bit Butch like Cassidy. shoved in Butch Cassidy, and it wasn't really organic, but yeah. it pulls off. Yeah, it's like, what's this doing in the Yeah, I in know. Butch Walk Cassidy. on by, Arthur's Theme, six-time Grammy Award winner, uh, Billboard Hot 100, The Sky's in Love with You, and so many films uh, close to you, 
and we already said Arthur's theme, Christopher Cross did that. That's what Friends are for. And I want, you know, he got six Grammy Awards, three Academy Awards, mm. and one Emmy Award. And I grew up with, he really was a soundtrack of my life growing up. Um, Wait, didn't you say that about Neil Diamond? <laughs> well, he didn't die. Oh, okay. He, uh, he had a birthday. So you'll say that again I'll when Neil that, Diamond dies? Oh, when he dies, I'll oh, okay, say that. Yeah, okay. soundtrack of my life. Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. See why I couldn't, yeah. And so Raquel, 82 years old, Amer you know, I want to say she did more movies than I thought she did. Do you know what I mean? I was surprised when I looked at her filmography. And one million. Why years would you look at her filmography? You I wanted to look at her legs and her yeah. thighs and her breasts. Uh, one million years BC, the Three Musketeers, Four Musketeers, Fantastic Voyage, The Last of Sheila. I was talking about that movie recently. Lady in Cement, Bedazzled, Myra Breckenridge. Did you ever see Myra Breckenridge? Yeah. Yeah. Trippy film. She did a lot, and everyone was saying she was really quite witty. Wait, and Myra funny. Breckenridge was the the filmmaker. Well, no, she played the part of what's her name? Uh, are you excited to see me, or is that a gun in your pocket? Oh. May, May West. May West. May West. And about having, she was a transsexual. Uh, that's what uh, Raquel Welsh was. Uh, we need to come back to this when, to I, when back I have to, internet access. Yeah, we we'll have it. So she did a lot of movies, and um, that poster, you yeah, know, that boy. poster was actually featured in um, Shawshank. Yeah, was that 10,000 Years BC? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. What was that? Oh, yeah. Was that the one with Ringo Starr? What's the one with Ringo Starr? What? Oh, with the Magic Christian? No. No, wait. A poster with Ringo Starr? No, no, it wasn't a poster. What are you talking but about? It was like a caveman movie. You know, you're right. What was that movie? That wasn't 10,000 Years BC. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think it was called Caveman. Was it just I called Caveman? Was, I think it was called Caveman. You're right. But Raquel Welsh was an important part of growing up for every American male. Sorry, I got excited. I've got Ribra in my veins. Oh, yeah. Anyway. They're all dead. All right. Celebrity birthday for the week. I just have one for you. Ready? Who? John Williams. What? You know what? He's 90, still alive? 91 years old. Yeah. And I want to tell you, he's still at the Greek theater. Where's the Hollywood Bowl? Every summer doing all of his themes. It's the bowl. It's, yeah. it's the bowl. And, of course, everyone has their Star Wars lightsabers. And he's still doing that at 91 at the bowl. Playing to the summer. nerds every year. <laughs> Hey, don't say that, because one of our fans, Eric, goes every year. Nerd! And there you have it. All right. You want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. All right, top five. Right. Body change movie. I like this one. Top this five body change Body change. change. Now, yes. i got to be honest with uh -oh. you. Yeah. Um, I have five movies, uh -oh, they're just but body. they're on my phone. Yeah. And I'm driving. So, what's so your I may not have the year 100% accurate, although oh, I think I You're can, pretty good at I that. I think I can do you're it. You're usually really close I might be year. a year off I, what else on my own new? movies. What else is there? Yeah, yeah. all right. So, uh, I'm going to kick it you off. You kick first. it off. Get started with number five. Do we have to? I don't think, by the way, I have a documentary. Do I we, do too. I, bet, I have I bet, two documentaries. I bet we've got a shared doc. Mm. I bet we do. Maybe. Maybe. Now I'm not so sure. Maybe. Because if we did have the share, you'd be more enthused. Although sometimes you bluff. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So what do you have, buddy, for number five? My number five is a 2004 documentary called Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And this is a documentary about steroid usage. That's really good. That's and good. That's good. how steroids affect That's really the body. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what's really interesting about that documentary is that they don't totally hate on it. And they, they're really kind of saying like a lot of them, the, if you really look into it, it it actually does have some real benefits to it and how it's kind of got a, a bad rap. Now it's not good for you, but it's also not as bad as people make it out to be. So it was pretty interesting where it was kind of saying this is there's a little bit more to this than meets the eye and I don't know that seems to be probably where the truth lies somewhere yeah. closer to the you know between the uh, the extremes that's nice the documentary didn't purport to be as damning yeah. as the general feeling out right. there yeah 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 by the way I gotta share this with you coming over to see you it just flashed on me American Werewolf in London. Fuck uh, me. Fuck me for not having it. Why didn't five. you do that one? Fuck me. For, I could change it now. No, I you could. Should. But I have I just thought, I think about these a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and and there I was one. on the 101 freeway thinking, fuck, American Werewolf. How could I have not included it? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, you ready? Yeah. My number five, any zombie movie. Any zombie movie. Well, you got to name it. I know, I know, I know. So I thought about the classics. And then I thought about the comedic ones, like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You know, that could have yeah. been up there. Yeah. And then I came up with um, Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's for Body. For obvious reasons. Okay. For, you know who wrote that? No. Diablo Cody. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot she wrote that with I Megan Fox. I think you Fox. say that every time it comes I, up. Yeah, I always say that. I didn't know that. Um, Jennifer's Body. I'm putting that down for obvious reasons as my favorite zombie movie, my number five body change movie. Okay. My number four is a movie... From 1988. Do you have any movies? I list? don't. 87, but uh, not 88. 1988. 88 was a good year for body change movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had, there were a few of them. But this movie is one of my favorites. And it's a movie that nobody likes, but I love. It stars the Corys. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in Dream a Little Dream. And... First of all, this is uh, this is one of those movies where they came up with a title before they came up with the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, dream a little bit. Okay, well, it's based off the song, but um, it's a, a it's a body bit. switch movie where an old man uh, inhabits the body of a of of Corey Feldman. I think it's no, no, Corey Haim. So anyway, they switch bodies, and he's now young again, and he's yeah, like that idea has never been done. And but I like this one. I think this yeah. one has. Uh, I like watching the two of them. I think they had such great chemistry, and there was such magic with those two and a lot of the films that they did. And, and I don't know. I was Who's really... dead? Which one? Corey Haim. Yeah. Corey Feldman's still alive. And oh. uh, kind of making an ass out of himself. But but also, I don't Did you hear about his documentary that he released where um, it was a documentary all about the child pornography uh, ring in Hollywood and how... You talked to... Can you talk about yeah, this? Yeah, and he yeah. did like a big... Uh, yeah release of it in in a in theaters and then it like um not in theaters but in a theater in hollywood yeah and in the middle of the screening like the something happened and they got hacked or something and they the screening stopped and he had to uh i was like it's a big ordeal i can't remember the whole news story you know what you should bring that up in the news next week yeah so wait it was being screened streamed in the theater yeah, and they, they actually got hacked. Somebody broke into something the, like that, the or I, I can't remember all of the details. Or I know the people who bought online tickets because it was streaming at the same time. Yeah, people who bought to watch it online couldn't watch it. They weren't. How there wasn't working for them to wow. watch. Wow, wow. Yeah. Anyway, cool. 
All right. What you got? What you By got? the way, I love my number four and number three. Okay. My number two and number one are a little bit, we know, we know, but they're still favorites. So okay. I, I stay true to that. But okay. my number four, you're going to smile and nod. Are you ready? All right. Teeth. Which one was teeth? That was the one with teeth in her vagina. Oh. And now, you can make the argument, now wait, she was born with that. No, they became bigger and more pronounced as she became an adolescent. And when men would fuck, did you ever see it? No. Oh, oh you should, it's great. And when men would fuck her, she'd bite off their cock when it's inside their poor pussy. All right. So, you're not like, no, you're, that's not. What? What, do you have a problem with that? This is a documentary, right? <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a comedic horror movie. And there's a reason it's actually very good on Rotten Tomatoes. Tonight, a, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be doing a screening of the two most serious uh, horror movies <laughs> in existence: The Exorcist and Teeth. Teeth. Uh, it's got eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a good movie. Right, that, that's my number four. Maybe okay, it's good. All right, uh, my number three is a movie that I. This is. I'm very shocked that you don't have on your list. Well, I might. You don't know. Uh, you well, you said you didn't have a 1988 movie. Oh, this good is a point. 1988 movie. Good boy. Tom Hanks becomes big, and he changes his body. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't you think of a Marathon from freaky, London? Freaky Fridays. All yeah. those. Why didn't I ever yeah, think of those? That's the best one. Which one? The, the original or the remake? Big. Yeah, no, I thought Freaky Friday. No. Anyway, okay, so... Why didn't I think of that? That's good. Yeah. 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 That's funny. You have big... Yeah, I have teeth. <laughs> big teeth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you got? My number three. You ready? Yep. It's something... You're about to say, Ira, that's really good. Okay. All right? Ira, that's really... In fact, practice right now. Just say, Ira, that's really good. Ira, that is really yeah, I don't good. Know if I was what are you doing here? <laughs> Crazy love. Crazy love. Come on, that, say it. That's say good. it. The acid no. changes the body. Yeah. Ira, what? what are you doing here? <laughs> but uh, a couple married, right? And um, he, uh, she's blinded and scarred. And we find out that a bunch of uh, hoods throw acid on her. And then we find out he, the husband, hired them to do that to his wife, who he loves very much, so she won't go cheating on him. And she'll stay with him because she can't be with anyone else better. It's true love. What else can you it's say? really, it's quite a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number three body change movie. Now, I had to make an audible. I told you there were two documentaries on my list, and I'm, I'm ejecting one because I need to to change my list a little bit. Oh? Yeah. Why? I know. You're going to put American Werewolf in London in I'm there? I'm going to put American Werewolf well, in London. No, I just thought of one that I want to put in there. So well, I'm see, gonna, now you, Okay. All right. Well, I can change yeah, it. I haven't yeah. said my list. My uh, list isn't yeah. done until I say yeah, it. Okay. 1999. Being John Malkovich. The change of body <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the new one you're putting in right now? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean... I know. You truly change bodies, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. My two... Have you, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Okay. Yep. So at the theater on a date. We're holding hands. Did you actually watch it, or were you just focusing on getting your dick sucked? My hand was on her thigh. Oh, okay. So you didn't watch it. Yeah. What you got? What's next? All right, get rid of roll your eyes. This okay. will make up for crazy love. You ready? All right. Number two, face off. How to go uh, for the I know, I know. Uh, the year. Oh, I forgot to play the year game with you. The year being 1997. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Whoa. Wow. I was yeah. gonna say six. You could hear this sound. I went to seven last minute. 
John Woo with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know why you don't like it, but I thought it was a great send-up satire, a tour de force of acting, of each kind of poking fun at the other one's uh, style. Uh, you don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. I, right. I, I, even, I tried re-watching it, and I still didn't I know. Like it. I remember. All right. I gave it a shot. Yeah. John Woo just rubs me wrong. But the trench coat and the doves. Exactly. <laughs> that's a, everything. That's a signature shot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right, my number one, 2004, a man who physically changed himself, the machinist. I get the machinist mixed up. Remember a few months ago, it was mixed up with another the, and it starts with an M. Now, the mechanic. The mechanic. I get the machinist, and I can't separate those well, two movies. Well, mechanic is Ger Gerard Butler, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think. So, so the machinist is with what's his name? Yes. Yeah, from The Great Escape and all that. Charles no, no, Bronson. No, 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 Who's no. Who's Charles no, no. Bronson? No, that might be the mechanic. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, the machinist is with um, <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale plays an uh, a guy who's anorexic. He won't eat, and he becomes like rail thin and. He's haunted by something in his past, and the whole movie is him trying to, like, trying to figure out like what it was that's happened to him, and and it's like a psychological drama, but it's also very jarring watching him like super skinny. Well, I don't think Charles Bronson could play that. No, no, that's definitely Bale. But wow. you know, Christian Bale is known for losing oh, yeah. or gaining a lot of weight. I mean, we saw Vice, and I he know. gained a lot of weight for yeah. that. Yeah, he so. becomes it. He becomes the character. Yeah, yeah I know. That's good. Yeah, that's my number one. <clears throat> it's funny. That's a movie. I think <clears throat> I've only seen it one time, and I saw it in theaters. But I still remember <clears throat> everything about that movie. It just resonates. We talk about like the stickiness of a movie and how you can remember it over time. Yeah. yeah. And I totally remember that movie. It's probably the greatest compliment of the film. Yeah, I think so. I need some water. Wait, do you have some milk? I have some water right here. Do you? Yeah. Wait, but this is baby water. That's not baby water. That's just water water. <coughs> Excuse me. Sure. Where are we right now? We are... We just left Venice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a... It's water. Yeah, see? It's just water. Baby water. Oh, he's become less whiny. <laughs> All right. What do you got? What's your number one? All right. And again, I had to put it in. I just had to because, again, it's favorite, right? Yeah. Robocop. Nice. You didn't think of that? Didn't think of it. No. I thought you had a documentary on yours. All right. Crazy Love, buddy. Oh, that's Crazy right. Love. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, Robocop, you're being the original. 1987. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing better with the years. Yeah. Paul, Paul Bar Varhoeven. Peter Weller was really good in that movie, yeah. wasn't he? That's my number one body change movie. There you have it. You know, another body change documentary yes. that I was thinking of, I was going to put on there, Pumping Iron. Yeah. Yeah. With Arnold. With Arnie. Yeah. That was one I was going to throw on. That's but good. Yeah. Not on my list. Yeah. All I have for Scoops, born on the 4th of July. Oh, that's good. Losing his yeah. legs. Yeah. And obviously American Werewolf in London. That's my I guess list. you could say Forrest Gump as well, because uh, Lieutenant Dan... You know, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. What, what, Lieutenant Dan loses his legs. Oh, you're right. But you know, why didn't either That's one of us for. think of uh, Alien? Because 
I, you know, we mentioned Alien earlier. There's a body change of an alien coming out. When it rips out. Of the... And for that matter, why didn't either one of us come up with Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Oh, my God. Why didn't we? I don't know. We're missing the boat here, man. I think we did fine. Yeah, we did. All right. Body change movies. Nicely done. Woo! All right. Ah. <sighs> Hey man, uh, well, if people have some body change movies, what, what should they do? They should reach out to us. Yeah, how? Probably through our email. Yeah, which, which is, is Robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Oh. Or and slash or ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the uh, CPS replicants who've had their faces torn off and put on new bodies. We are all over the place. See, they're all over. They're all well, over. Well, actually, just one. No, there were. You're a bunch right. Of them. There were multiple ones. We didn't know. Well, we didn't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That weird scene. Yeah, in the. What were they doing sitting in that office with the desks? I don't know. It was so weird. Yeah. It was bizarre. Yeah. But I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Good. They were all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> just like driving up and downtown. Yeah, I know. Los Angeles. Road we're trip, all over the road place. Trip. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcast Music. We're on uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, go to iTunes. Go to our website. Throw us a few bucks over at Patreon. Help get the sprocket holes moving. Ira, yeah. next week. What are we doing? Cocaine Bear. I am actually not quite next week. I think you'll be our next installment. Next episode. Next episode is, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Cocaine Bear is going to be the fun. The trailers are fucking hysterical. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll take a look at Cocaine Bear. And uh, if you haven't seen it already, go out and see it. And you can uh, review the film with us. Yeah. Although yeah. not gonna be with us, it'll be well, listening they, to us y- y- yeah. review. Well, yeah. Anyway, just come yeah. back next week and listen to us talk about not cocaine next week, bear. Two weeks, yeah. Two okay. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode. Hey, where are we now? We're we're, we're in Culver driving. City. We're in Culver City, so we were down in Venice, Culver City. Yeah. We went through downtown LA. Yeah. And the kids are quiet in the yeah. back seat. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. They're behaving themselves. Quiet ish. Hey Robert, what what do you want to do now? Uh, let's go home. Oh. Together. You wanna oh. get a bite to eat? I'm hungry. Let's food. do some food. I haven't had dinner. Let's do a food review podcast. I like this. All right. All right. So until next week, keep chowing down and watching movies. And we'll help you digest them. Uh, Jew boys don't hang out here.